Welcome to In Our Experience, a podcast exploring the many ways of living well with Nourish Yoga Training. I'm your host, Harriet, yoga teacher and founder of Nourish, and today I'm joined by AJ Hunt-Phillips from the Project PT. AJ has been in the fitness industry for 19 years and running the Project PT for the past two. AJ loves being active, lifting weights, talking things social justice, and sipping on a coffee or wine. I had an awesome time chatting with AJ. We could have talked for much, much longer than we did. We covered the Project PT's new movement studio opening in January 2022, finding success and failure, supporting local businesses and community over competition. I'm so excited to share this episode with you and would love to hear what you think. Either by popping us a message or an email, you can find how to contact us in the show notes. Right, here's my chat with AJ. Hi, AJ. Hey, how are you? I'm really well. Thanks for coming on In Our Experience. It's great to have you here. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm quite, quite surprised and humbled to be asked, so thank you. <laughs> no, well, I think you're a fascinating person doing a fascinating thing, so... It's one way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> what, would, what, would, what would be another way of putting it? I, I, I don't know at all, definitely. I can't... Um, <laughs> I can market a business, I can't market myself, so. <laughs> it's it's nice having, sometimes I really enjoy having a business to hide behind. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, actually. I think having my um, having my own business now, I feel like I, I can't hide behind that. Whereas working on behalf of another business and promoting it and saying all the great things it's doing, that's fine. But when it's your own business, you're kind of like, yeah, we do this. <laughs> but there are other businesses doing great things as well. Go to them. <laughs> oh, it's so. a really interesting, it's an interesting thing. Like when you have, yeah, when you run your own business, like how you, uh, how you manage like personal identity within a business identity as well. Yeah. But we can talk about that later perhaps. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I start every episode by asking my guests the same question, which is what's nourishing you this week? And it doesn't have to be really profound. It can be quite silly uh, or quite simple. And I'm going to help you out by sharing my nourishing thing first, which is that we're recording this the week after the clocks went back, which means we all got an extra hour of sleep this week. And I'm really enjoying that. And for now, I'm finding the darkness quite nourishing. I feel like a bear in a cave, especially on the boat. Okay. Um, and going to bed earlier and sleeping more is something that I'm I'm really enjoying. So that's me. What about you? I, so mine's definitely not profound. I've, I've got a little bit of a cold. It's a big cold. I was pretty darn ill um, over the weekend and stuff. So mine's probably hot water bottles and warm lemon with argave syrup drinks that I don't need to be drinking as much of. So yeah, it's just that feeling of kind of needing to like look after myself. I'm in bed quite a bit. We've got a projector. I've been watching some uh, TV and yeah, just kind of looking after myself. So I guess same as you battling down the hatches, I guess. Um, and um you know what I actually do? So I like when the clocks go back, I have a child. So that's not enjoyable because they just wake up the same time, but it's an hour earlier. But um, what I have liked is the fact that it's it's lighter in the mornings and I'm an early bird. Um, and then actually in the evenings, now that it's kind of five o'clock and it's dark, I like to be in the kitchen, put the radio on 
and cook and my child's just playing and I don't know, there's just something really warming and lovely about that. So <sighs> that yeah. sounds great. <laughs> I know it's a real it's a real marker in the year, isn't it? It's like you have one way of operating and one way of being like April to October and then it like shifts. Yeah. Which I quite like. I like the 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 seasonality to it a little bit. Yeah, I I I used to live in South Africa, and South Africa doesn't have real seasons. And um and and people who have lived there before, or lived in other countries that don't have seasons, often speak to me about that. And um, I don't know what it's like for it's, you. No, actually. it's like Is it? yeah. yeah. So I was where, just suddenly realised who yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to. <laughs> where where I'm from in Australia, you have very hot, very wet, and then the other half of the year is slightly less hot but dry yeah so it's sort of that like it's pretty much you know pretty much the same temperature ish year round yeah and either just wet or dry I think it's quite from a consumer point of view it's not great but I think it's quite nice that we get to buy winter clothes and we get to be all snuggled up for certain parts and then there's like the flip side of it and you're like I'm not wearing shoes today I'm just walking out in shorts and nothing else and um yeah, I think that that's that's wonderful and that's something that you yeah, certainly miss kind of being in the southern hemisphere. Definitely. I mean, the thing is is that in Australia they still try to sell you winter clothes. <laughs> like it'll be it'll be like 19 degrees and sunny outside which here would be like a cooler summer day, yeah. but like we would be celebrating, but in Brisbane they'll still be trying to sell you like a woolly jumper even though you would basically get heat stroke wearing it. But yeah. Oh, they, so they, I used to live you. in Dubai as well. And they in Dubai, like it's obviously um, uh, their summer right now sort mm. of thing in the hottest point. And, um, and they'll sell these big beanie hats and things in the, in the <laughs> shopping mall with like full on air con going in and all the rest. And you're like, no one's ever going to wear that. Even if you went out into the desert in the middle of the night, you wouldn't need that. So, Yeah. How funny. Maybe it's just our idea of winter. It's like um, when you're uh, in a hot country and um, it's Christmas and then they've got all the snow and stuff and you're like, it's yeah. never going to snow here. Why Why have we put this out? But I guess it's our ideology of kind of winter and um, and Christmas. and Yeah, exactly. Mm, how strange. <laughs> how strange us humans are. Well, um, I would love to hear a bit about bit about your background and, and like how you would describe what you do because I've already sort of teased it I think it's you know great what you do but yeah how would you describe it? Um, I think the best way to describe it is that we believe that we can use movement to empower people mm. and that for us comes from um, at present four different pathways but to be honest I feel like it can come from like so many different pathways and different mm. ways so um, we started off running a um, an events business, uh, really. Uh, so we just put on a, a yoga and brunch event in a uh, in a brewery, mm -hmm. like you do. Um, and and the idea was that we wanted to engage with people who perhaps wanted to do some version of fitness, but perhaps they didn't have the time the inclination and mm. the um, kind of feeling that they could do it, that that was the right place for them. If you put a fitness event into a gym, guess what? You're going to get fit people uh, or people that feel that they are fit going to that kind of event. We mm. wanted to do it in somewhere totally different that would maybe engage with a, a kind of a different audience and stuff. So, so we did that kind of went well that was great um and um and then we had an opportunity to open a um a movement studio 
somewhere you may not know. I don't oh, know. You may know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you space, know space you could be referring to. Um, so so for, for those who, who may not be in on the joke, AJ's <laughs> movement studio is um, in the space where I used to run a yoga studio. <laughs> Yeah, so which is and great. We're really happy about it. We didn't know it. each other. Like, we didn't know really. each other then. No. Um, so, um, so Hannah, our, um, teacher who uh, yoga teacher who teaches at um, most of our yoga and brunch events, was the one that actually told us that the space was available. Um, and um, so, yeah, we went for it. We opened a, a space and we tried to create a space that was n- like gyms a couple of years ago were all about being in garages, being rough, being industrial, neon lights and um, metal everywhere. And that's great. Honestly, I love that kind of thing. I could go to that gym all day long, but it's not for everyone. Mm. And it's so daunting. Mm. Like that is really daunting for someone that's not, yeah, not confident in those sorts of spaces and stuff. So we wanted to create a space that was light, um, Use loads of plants, loads of natural stuff. We took reclaimed wood from Raw, um, an awesome uh, social enterprise in Oxford, um, and um, and tried to just create a, a space that was welcoming and inclusive. And I think that's probably where you and I get along. And mm-hmm. I guess probably some of the other people that are going to be coming along to here. It's mm. that's that's what we're all about. So so we did that, and um, but then the the aim was always to be able to then um, provide um, fitness and spaces for uh, for young people who were having uh, difficult um, times in their lives um, from sort of primary school level all the way up to secondary school. So we also now run intervention courses alongside Active Oxfordshire and Oxfordshire Youth. And um, some of those courses are funded by charities and, and by funds that come down from the government and stuff, which is fantastic. Um, but uh, a lot of it is actually funded by our business. So it's funded by the customers who come along, which is like even more empowering, isn't it? Mm. Like that's even better. Like you're like, oh, I, so I've come to this yoga and brunch and I've done this for me, but actually like X amount of this money is going towards helping some young person um, hopefully feel good about themselves or or have some extra opportunities. So that's it. Did I talk a lot? (laughs) Well, yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's the point. That's what we're here for. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it's just so good, like that paying it forward aspect of, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's just a really, it's a really wonderful thing. And all of those, um, those great organizations that you mentioned, Roar and Active Oxford, um, etc. we can link in the show notes so people can check them out and check oh, out awesome. what they're doing as well. Yeah. Um, so how did you how did you get into this? You know, the Project PT is a few years old now. Like, what were you doing before then? Um, so for the past nine, well, nineteen years, I've been in the fitness industry. Okay. Um, so I, um, it's a bit dramatic, really. I had a big car accident, so a car hit me when I was eighteen years old, oh, wow. and um, as a result, I had to learn to walk, talk again. Wow. Um, which yeah, it sounds all really dramatic, doesn't it? But. Um, w- what that meant was that um, I had to go to a sports therapist. That sports therapist had to get me up and running again and um, and walking and all, all the rest. And um, that got me into kind of learning the processes of fixing people and working with people and coaching people. Always been pretty sporty. Um, and, um, and that sort of started my life. Um, well, actually, what happened was I did it. And then I went off to university to study criminology and psychology. So I had an interest uh... in criminal justice in um 
I actually wanted to be a police officer when I was a kid. I'm going wow. really far back now. Always wanted to be in um, some form of, I guess, restorative justice. I probably didn't know that terminology when I was that age. Um, but I was diagnosed with epilepsy uh, when I was young, so I couldn't become an arresting police officer. Okay. So I went off and did criminology and psychology thinking I could be the next cracker. It depends how old our audience are what? as to whether what? they... Or whether they were brought up in the UK <laughs> in the first they, yeah. place. I think um, that's more what that's about. <laughs> I'm looking at the production team and they, they're drawing blanks as well. <laughs> so I think you have to be over 23 to understand my comment. Maybe. <laughs> um, uh, Cracker was a, a criminologist and it was a TV program and he was like the guy that you went to to solve the crimes and stuff. Okay. Um, CSI meets psychology is maybe a really bad example of explaining the program, but do you get where I get, I'm coming from? I get from? where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah. But um, went off to university and it just wasn't for me. I wasn't, mm -hmm. um, I, yeah definitely wasn't the kind of person that could be stuck in halls and um yeah just anyway what wasn't for me so I went back to working at um at the gym that had um supported me and, and made me better and stuff mm. um and then kind of followed a, a a life of um being in the fitness industry um with that I ended up uh then uh doing a load of volunteer work working um for youth charities in Reading um and in Buckinghamshire so I used to go around uh, walking on the streets and looking to talk to youths who were just stuck out there with nothing to do, wow. no youth clubs to go to. And we would create projects and stuff for them to be able to go work on. Um, did loads of different types of projects throughout the years, kind of my early 20s. Um, then lost my way, started earning some good money and went down a corporate world for a while. But we'll jump we've away all, from that we've, and all, <laughs> we've all been tempted we've all been tempted um, and um, yeah and I guess finally like when we sort of started giving birth I guess to the Project PT I realised that there was an opportunity to kind of um, join both of those things together you know well that's um, what I was just about to say you've yeah. really like fused <laughs> yeah. all of your interests together it's wonderful yeah yeah it's really so what I always, I'm going to make another TV program reference. I do not watch TV, so I don't know why I'm doing this. But again, this was back in the day. There was a there was a TV program called Biker Grove. Um, you're looking at me blankly again. Yeah. yeah, cool, awesome, right? This is good though because for other people listening that don't know who Biker Grove are, they're like cultural exchange <laughs> happening yeah. right here. So Biker Grove. So do you know Anton Deck? Yes. That's how they're famous. Oh. Through a program called Biker Grove. Okay. Um, so they were these characters called PJ and Duncan. Okay, I know it. of PJ you and Duncan. You know PJ and Duncan, yeah. yeah. I bought that album. That was my first ever one. There Love you go. It. That's something that the podcast did not need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, they used to go to like this youth centre and it was a place where all these young people could go to. Um, they could work in the tuck shop and they could do various different activities. And I just loved the idea of there being this space that these young people could go to because that's the problem. Yeah, that's why we have um, this media narrative that suggests that young people are, are dangerous and are scary in their hoodies and their hooligans because mm. we see them hanging around on shop corners. They don't. They hang around in lit up places because they have nowhere to go. Mm. Um, so what I wanted us to do is to be able to create a space where these young people could go to but wasn't funded by... Um, by the national lottery or by any version of funding it was funded by a, a commercial business so that funding could never be taken away so that space could always grow and could always continue to be um, mm -hmm. and that's what we're hoping to kind of build with the with the next site so is to have a commercial place that 
you know, customers are coming to and they're enjoying it and they're um, enjoying um, the, the, you know, the space that we're offering, but also that young people can come to and can come and do a workout, come and hang out, come and have some work experience opportunities, come and get a qualification from us. Um, and hopefully we can kind of grow those spaces and, and continue. So oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I think literally just yesterday, yeah. yesterday, um, they uh, Project PPT announced that you are having a new site, a new studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, um, yeah. So we've got this uh, new space that we're opening on Maudlin Road. Amazing. Um, which will be a lot bigger than um, than the current space that we've got. Um, it will have two gym rooms to it, uh, a space kind of for people to chill out afterwards. Uh, yeah, offer more work experience opportunities for young people, um, a more affordable option for our customers to be able to come to at the same time. Um, and also we'll be able to kind of take, we have a sister company that does qualifications and stuff as well. And we'll be able mm. to kind of take that a little bit further for, for young people, but for also for um, any fitness professionals um, that want to gain extra kind of CPD qualifications and stuff as well. So oh, that's just so exciting. And it's such yes, a good spot as well. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, um, we're kind of like just in the mix of like really awesome businesses that we mm. can look to and we can aspire to be like and, um, and, and we can build from and stuff as well. It's really, yeah, we're so lucky. It's really scary as well, though. <laughs> but you, you say you say this every time. Every time I see AJ, you have done something, and you're like, "Tell me this is a good idea," because <laughs> we we caught up like at the beginning of the year. We caught up at the beginning of the year, and you had just agreed to do Fit Farm Fest. Yes, and you were like, "I've just decided to run a festival," and I was like, "Great." And it was it was a scary thing, but it ended up being great. And this yeah. is another scary thing, and I think it's going to end up being great also. Yeah, they they are just scary, though, aren't they? And I think that um, I think that's a shame. I think that's I guess why so many of us don't do so many things. Mm. Perhaps why maybe some people that are listening now haven't decided to join a gym or haven't gone into a yoga class mm. or you know, there's probably new, haven't started a qualification perhaps that they want to mm. do because, um, because we fear failure, mm. you know, we don't enjoy the journey. Mm. We continually are thinking of that end kind of thing of that this could go wrong, but realistically we should just sit there and enjoy the journey of it because whatever happens at the end doesn't really matter. Let's be honest, if we're to take this really profoundly and go really yeah. deeply. Yeah. So. No, I, I really hear that, like focusing. One of the things that I have really tried to prioritize in the past few years is focusing on the quality of my actions, the quality of my attention, like what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. But that's quite a different thing to focusing on the result yeah. or the outcome. So I like to do things well and I like to like do things in a certain way. But what happens is often out of my control and not the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's silly, isn't it? Because we in the in the um gym we actually talk about failure a lot and and how important it is to get to failure. Mm. So you've got a big ass weight on the floor mm -hmm. 
and we've taught you all the processes and all the techniques of how you've got to pick it up. And at some point, we're going to get to a point where we're going to test that and we're going to see, right, how heavy can we take that and how much can you pick up? Because you get to a point where you want to, you want to test that as well. And so we go for it and it's fine if it doesn't come off the floor. Mm. It's fine if you get it halfway up and drop it. It's fine if you fail because actually you've pushed yourself to the limit mm -hmm. and you've gone all the way and you've enjoyed the process and we'll just try it again another day and another day it will get back up and it will lift and it will be fine. And I think that it's so silly that every time I see you, I do say, do you think it's a good idea? Because I spend my whole time explaining to the young people that we work with, just give it a go, give it a try. I've got an eight-year-old who is scared to shoot a ball at basketball or whatever because he might miss. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Give it a go, give it a try. So I think you just need to pummel that into me every time you see me next. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy to yeah do unto you as you do unto others. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think... Failure is something that's really interesting, isn't it? Because we also live in a culture and live in a society where failure isn't something that's spoken about. Mm. You know, there's so much focus on our successes and the things that we do well and, you know, social media and Instagram and it's all, it's like the highlight reel, right? Yeah. But we don't advertise our failures in in the same way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because on a on a slight flip side, what we do advertise is the amount of work that we put into it mm. as well. You know, that, that, that mentality that we, a lot of people are in right now of, let me show you how hard I'm working mm. and let me show you what I'm achieving. And those are just two parts of like mm. a really multifaceted story that you're currently living and yeah. that we should be talking about as well. That's true. Um, Perhaps we should all, yeah, take a minute to just sort of go, right, that's it. You know what? I'm going to put a failure up <laughs> or I'm going to tell someone that this didn't happen and that's okay. Yeah. And from that, I got this, this and this. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Yeah. You know, the accident that I had ages ago, people always say, oh, that was awful. It was devastating. I'm like, no, it was brilliant. Mm. Like I got, like, I wouldn't be on this journey. I wouldn't be living this life if it wasn't for that. And um, I'm a totally different person for that accident and for everything that it taught me. Mm. I don't have a South African accent anymore as well. I had one of those <laughs> that disappeared when really? I learned. To, yeah, that, wow. that disappeared when I learned to talk again. Um, but I, I just wouldn't be this person if it wasn't for that accident. And I'm happy with who this guy is. You yeah. know? Um, so, um, yeah, I think that like bad things happen and we take lots of good things out of them. And we've, we need to continue doing that and then celebrate those failures, really. Absolutely. And so much of it is in mindset right it's in how you sort of think about the world and you know view the world and view your place your place in it as well and yeah I've had huge failures in my life yeah massive ones and it it all becomes well what I, I guess what I'm saying is those as you're saying those failures are ultimately sometimes the best learning experience yeah that's what I was going to say are they the mm. your best learning because yeah. I'd say that those are the things that stick in stick in your mind aren't they yeah they're the things that you remember and you go I'm not going to do that again or I'm going to do that differently because of that that thing that happened or, yeah. or whatever it was absolutely yeah I mean I will never work for anyone ever again <laughs> okay <laughs> pretty I feel pretty sure of that like yeah. I you know I mean I've worked for myself for a long time in like various different proportions but 
you know, owning a business and running a business, I think is a really special thing. Um, and it's a scary thing. Yeah. Cause you're like the buck stops with you and. And you're everything. You're everything. You are literally, the, the, specifically when you're kind of at our level, that SME mm. kind of size, you're the accountant, you're the marketing, you're mm -hmm. the timekeeper. You're HR. You're just, yeah. yeah. Everything. I think I get frustrated sometimes when I tell people that I'm a yoga teacher because they're like oh you must have a great life like just sitting around doing yoga all the time and I'm like well like sometimes but I also like run an entire business yeah and you know teaching teaching yoga is like a part of that for me but I also do as you say the marketing I do the HR I do the website I do all of it and yeah. like you know Maybe one day I'll, I'll, it'll be bigger and I'll, I'll have more support. But for yeah. now, like, as you say, that small, medium little slot is where we're at. And yeah, there's a lot of, you got to have a lot of, you know, strings to your bow. Yeah. I think that you're a fantastic person because for me, I've got a business partner. Yeah. Mm. So, so we've got each other and there's so much help and there's so much support that goes into that. But um, for, for for yourself and for there's uh, Katie at Everybody Studio mm. and stuff, what you guys are doing com like completely on your own is that is amazing. Aw, cheers, mate. Yeah, <laughs> so, <right. laughs> definitely can. Yeah, just because there's no one to, to talk things through with. There's no mm. one to kind of, um, there's no one to bitch at. You know, there's days where you just need to bitch and, and, and Alexa, my business partner, she knows it, she mm. gets it, she's in it and that's fine. But anyone outside of it just doesn't get it and they don't get that they can't, you might be having a bitch because something's gone wrong, but in reality, it's just a bitch for a little mm. bit of time. Whatever that situation is, you know, we'll get better and it'll be absolutely fine. And you don't really feel those emotions that you're currently needing to channel. Yeah. You've got to channel them. You've got to get it out. <laughs> You got to get it. So out. where do you go? That's a really interesting question. So I think I'm lucky to have a great team of people that work with me. Um, most of whom are also like incredibly close friends. So even though they're not, they're not in the business in the same way that I am, they have a good sense of what's going on. And I can say to them, I'm like, oh, this has happened. But it's not the same because they're not invested in the same way. Um, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. so I do feel like I there there are times when I do feel like incredibly alone in it. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you know, you know, I there's nobody to share in it with me or nobody as invested in it as me. But that was also like if I brought oh, there was a period of time where I considered bringing in a business partner. Okay. But. Ultimately, I decided not to because, <laughs> firstly, I didn't want to give up any control. <laughs> yeah. But secondly, um, they were never going to be I, – I would always be questioning their buy-in, in okay. a sense. Um, so, yeah, it's Do you tricky. think you could find the right person, though? Because, I mean, that's – Well, that that's the other thing. Like, I don't know who that would be or yeah. what they would be doing. But I'm very open to it. Like, I'm open – like I'm sure one day somebody will just pop up or maybe somebody that I already know will will come to me and, and be like, oh, 
but it hasn't really felt necessary so far. Like we're still quite compact in a lot of ways. But um but yeah, I I don't know. I don't have many people to bitch to. Yeah. I have another friend that's self-employed in a different different industry and and she and I will often just send like oh, this has happened. Yeah. Um and that feels good because you know, she's invested in our relationship, but you know, it's also separate enough where, you know, there can be some some space around it. But, yeah, it's tricky. I do love a good bitch, though. Yeah, it's you hard, just gotta it? like. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit of verbal diarrhea, isn't it? And then it's out and it's gone and you feel good and you can move yeah, on from it. Yeah, you can move on from it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the email that you pen and never send. <laughs> oh, there's something very therapeutic about those emails. Yeah. Or yeah, or like the 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 pretend conversation that you have in your mind. Or yeah. yeah, I do have people where I can I can go to them and be like, I need to say this to you so I don't say this like anywhere else. Yeah. Um and I think it's really important to have that sort of like team, yeah, like that team around you, team of people, whether it's in business or in life, like personal, professional, to sort of you know, support. Yeah. yeah. Can you switch the voice off in your head though? Oh. You know, that conversation that you repeat again yeah. and again in your head. That ruminating. Yeah. yeah. I think if eventually, if I feel like I've processed it yeah, and I've like integrated what's going on, I had something happen actually like this weekend and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, <laughs> why do I now have to deal with this? Yeah. And, um, and I've spent the past few days like talking to people and like having a bitch and then also like watching movies in bed and just sort of like letting it happen. Yeah. And I think I think for me, if I allow myself to feel my feelings around something, I process it, then I can let it go. But there'll always be there'll always be just a little like like finger hanging on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I think I can let things go it's all the yoga it's got to be good for something yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah mine's lifting the weight <laughs> Lift, yeah 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 there's got to be a way a way sort of a way sort of through it in a sense um well one of the other things that I really love about the way that you sort of work and the way that you do things is how supportive you are of other businesses yeah. and of you know and of the community uh, in Oxford because we are so spoiled here with just like great people doing great things aren't yeah. we? Yeah yeah that's um that's really nice that you say that I wonder um we are mm. like a hundred percent um I'm more than happy to share anyone doing anything on my Instagram or on wherever it is even mm. if it's direct competition with us you know we've got an event on this Saturday if someone else did absolutely fine mm. let's share it there's there's more than enough and the point is that we're there as a, I see us as there as a service to f to Im to make people feel empowered through movement, right? That might not be our movement. That mm. might be someone else's movement or that might be a coffee <laughs> or it might be whatever it is. Um, and so we have to share and we have to promote mm. everyone else. And, and as long as those people are doing fantastic things, then, then that's what we want to do. But um, it's just interesting that you say that because I wonder why you think that we do that 
I mean, we've probably had a few conversations well, about it, I but is, I'm just interested to know, like, is that obvious via our social media or via what we like? I think it's a combination. Like, I think in conversation with you and like watching the way you do things and seeing what you do on social media, um, I think it's clear to me that you're very interested in, you know, helping people and I don't know, like offering connection, I guess, yeah. in a sense. Um but I think in there as well, you know, what you said about, you know, you want you want people to find their way into movement and recognizing that that may not be your movement. Yeah. It may be something else. I think is so important because we yes, we need to make everything more accessible. You know, the people that feel like they can't go into a gym or yeah. can't go into a yoga class. There are things that like we're doing individually in our businesses to make that feel more welcoming for people but it's also like yoga is not going to be for everybody yeah I'm really okay with that yeah um you know just like I or it know. might be for a period of time exactly and then it, and then that changes and, and they need something else and that's fine <laughs> yeah but we get so caught up in like thinking things have to be forever mm. um but but yeah so I think part of part of how we manage that is by you know sharing and and being aware of what's in our broader community and broader network and yeah yeah Yeah, I think that's something that was really difficult for me working in um some of the corporate businesses that I've worked in and stuff because there's very much this kind of protective thing so in gyms you you don't tell other gyms how many members you've got okay that's a thing okay so you're not allowed to know how many members you've got um what marketing activity we're going to do and you just don't share information you don't it's like a um, lack of transparency around yeah it, you'd yeah. never promote another another gym or whatever i had someone um on the phone with me yesterday um they are a member at oxford brooks and they're they're interested for themselves in coming to our new modeling road gym which is fantastic um and their partner wants to um uh wanted to know if we did an open gym option we're not going to do that they wanted some more squat racks and the gym that they're at doesn't have many mm-hmm. so i was like there's buzz gym there's mm. pure gym mm. have they tried these and mm. uh, you know talking about them i have no problem because at the end of the day if that person's then going to go and train a bit more and do a bit more and get a bit more out of it doesn't it's no harm to us is it no. it's fine um, and I think we have to, we have to like come together and, and work together and all be in it. And I think actually independent gyms are pretty good at that. If you like look at um, when we announced our new site, mm. there's a load of independent gyms that are like, awesome, AJ, well done. That's brilliant. Great news and all the rest. Um, yeah, there's just, there's room for everyone. I think so. I think so. What a lovely note to sort of begin wrapping things up on because already we're at sort of coming to the end of our time Isn't here. I know. Could talk for hours. <laughs> um, so where can our listeners connect with you online or in person? Where can we find you? Um, so on Instagram, we're at the Project PT, and on Facebook, it's the Project PT as well. Um, and then you can visit our website, which is the Project PT. See what we're doing here? <laughs> Detecting a theme. We don't have a Twitter, and I feel like we do need to get a Twitter because we the have justice charity yes. sector is massive on Twitter. Yeah, huge. Yeah, and mm. we have it's where the activists big things. Are. Yeah, yeah. We've got big things to say about that. We don't generally talk too much about it um, inside of the gym, but yeah, there's anyway. We need to do that. We're not. We're not on there just yet. I'm not ready. I don't understand how it works. I'm not going to lie. Um, we had a TikTok. 
we got rid of it. Um, and um, but yeah, we're so we're in the high street, um, and we're opening on Modlin Road in January. So and you can you can join now for forty nine pounds, twelve credits, two free PT sessions as well. It's great. I know, right? That is a tasty deal. Yeah, it's um, it's very popular right now, actually. So I don't <laughs> think it's going to be around for very much longer. I hadn't anticipated like so many people joining us already. We announced it on Monday, and um, and it's already gone mad. So it's it's awesome. It's really lovely. Well, you're doing a wonderful thing. People want to be a part of it. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me, AJ. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, and you, Harriet. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to In Our Experience. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. We love hearing what you think and it makes a really big difference. In the meantime, until the next episode comes out, why not check us out on our Instagram account at Nourish Yoga Training or pop us an email via our website. See you soon.